Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. And two in a row, we've been a little tardy, but here we are again. That's right. We're here, though. And we really don't have a decent excuse, I think, for why. I had a headache. That was a decent excuse. You had a headache. I couldn't have done it. It was a bad headache. I was uh, under allergy terror yesterday, too. So it would have been. going to blame the cold front. It would have been a tough time. Um, they're really like, was it a cold front? Yes. It's cold today. It is nice though. And yesterday you walk outside it was very right hot. now. It's very fall. It's delightful. It's football weather and it's week four. And eh, what do you think about this week? I don't know. I think there's some good games. I think that there's just not a lot of good games. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, there's just not many. I mean, we're like inching into, uh, conference play i mean we have like what creeping into four conference games this week two of them are between ranked teams so that's like, what i'm saying you've got you've got a lot of play here um so there's there's some things to look at and talk about which is why we're here right we're here to discuss uh that and so much more so where do you want to start this week where do our adventures take us first um well let's let's start with the big one Let's start with where game day is going to be. And that's going to be Tennessee and Florida, which yeah. as a child of the 90s was the rivalry in the SEC. Right. Not this, even the West or the whole the, the whole conference. This the was East, who whatever. determined the like who led the East every year. This would be the, who the East champion was. And right. it was always Florida, but it would always be the best because they were always all in the top 10 and it was always an important game, but the last 10 years or so, not as much. Florida has won the last 16 out of the last 17 matches. That is true. But Matches. This is very classy <laughs> stuff. But it, I don't remember any of those games as a no. non-Florida or Tennessee Florida, fan. Yeah, it's not a game you check I, out often. Right, that, and that's what you were saying. Florida won on a Hail Mary one year. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, they defeated all of Butch Jones' hopes and dreams many of those years. I think Butch got the one win. I think it was in 2017, somewhere around there. Uh, but, yeah, this has been a series dominated by the Gators, but many people are on the Vols. That's right. It's the, the winds of change, so to speak. So this is one of our um, double-ranked games. Right. And Tennessee's number 11. Uh, number 11. That's it, impressive. It's true. And Florida is still ranked. Florida is somehow still ranked. Uh, <laughs> they have not thrown a passing touchdown all year, even though they have the next Cam Newton quarterback. You know, you, you just have to go back and listen. I really want to go back to listen to that first episode after the Utah game and see what I said about Anthony Richardson. Oh, I was so if, hyped. Well, to see if how much I bought the hype. I did. Uh, because lots of people bought, and lots of people have nothing left over the last two weeks. But you never know. AR may show up uh, and show the Vols what's what tomorrow, but I'm not holding my breath on that. We'll see. It's in Knoxville, so that's going to be craziness. Um, and Tennessee's offense, which is on fire right now. It is potent, it you is could potent. say. It is potent. So I think if Anthony Richardson doesn't show up, it's going to be very notable. Yeah, if this is a high-scoring game, this is Tennessee's. I think Florida's chance is that they can get a few three and out, slow down that offense a little bit, and let hopefully the Florida run game uh, get going because they do have a, a prodigious rushing attack, the Gators. 
Uh, and if Richardson can throw the ball a little bit, uh, maybe cause some chaos with his legs, uh, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, but a lot of people are picking the balls. Uh, Josh Heupel is leaning in to the importance of this game. You know how most coaches are like, just another game on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh Heupel is not that. He's saying that this is one of the ball games that this fan base and our players point to. Obviously, being a fan of college football, I've seen the great games and the rivalry itself play out. That's why you come here. You want to be part of these types of games. You want to have the opportunity to have college game day on your campus and be the prime time slot and have a sold-out stadium. We're excited to see the fan base. Ball walk, I know, will be electric, and we run out that tee. There won't be a better atmosphere in college football. This is a pretty big game because think about it. Who is or who are Florida's or Tennessee, rather's top two rivals? Who would you say? Kentucky? No. Try again. Okay. <laughs> Alabama. Right. Georgia. Wrong. I don't know. And Florida. And Florida. Yes, yes they're, totally. They're playing yes. Florida. I thought you meant other than Florida. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, so, anyway, Florida, Alabama. The last, what, 17 years, let's say, what's the record against Florida and Alabama? I don't have it in front of me, but it's not good. Right. So, like, this is, you know, this kind of renaissance that they've had under Hypel the last year and a half. Like, this is a chance to make their mark, okay? Uh, and in getting this win tomorrow, I mean, Tennessee's schedule the next month and a half is absurd. Off week, and then at LSU, Bama, UT Martin, Kentucky at Georgia. So that's four out of five games that will define their season. Two chances to make monumental upsets. You really don't set it up at all with a loss tomorrow and a chance to really show that we're in a new era of Tennessee football, going back to the top on Rocky Top. And I think it starts tomorrow with a win against Florida. At least that's what they would hope. I think it's an interesting, like, psychology of, like, how, why Heupel is going that route of, like, yeah, this is a big game. Yeah, this is a big deal for us, and we're going to show up, and it's going to be awesome and show what Tennessee football is made of, rather than, like, maybe a more, like, Saban-esque, like, nope, we just put our nose to the floor and grind. Like, this is just the next game. It's not the right phrase. Is it? They're putting their nose <laughs> to the floor, and then wait for it, <laughs> grinding. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't want to say it because I'm just going to go with that now. We're putting our nose on the floor, and there's a little grind. I'm not sure what's grinding, but grinding oh, is happening. I think recording this on Friday night might be a mistake. It is awesome already. <laughs> this is an incredible, it's incredible stat. And watch this. Let's see if your brain handles this. From 1990 to 2007. When Florida and Tennessee played, they were both ranked in each of those games. Can you say that again? I can. From 1990 to 2007, Florida and Tennessee, when they played, they were both ranked in each one of those oh, games. Oh, wow. That's, That's impressive. an incredible stat. You could just rewind and, and erase the yeah. first time you said that, so I was paying attention the no, whole time. No, this is Friday night. There is no editing yes, being that's done true. tonight. That's that true. is not happening. Uh, Florida and Tennessee have also played on game day eight different times. Yeah. With the Gators holding a 6-2 and two advantage. So, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, we, we'll we, see. we are going to see, aren't we? Um, Cedric Tillman is unknown if he's going to play, and that might be a marker, too. You know, that might be notable because right. um, he has an ankle injury. Who do you feel like needs this more? What program? Tennessee, by far. Florida, Billy Napier's first year, just get to seven wins. I mean, you get to seven wins, you're good. This is a massive opportunity for Tennessee 
to enter into the national conversation. Um, and if they don't get it, it's not that they won't, but I think you take 10 wins off the table. Uh, if you lose this game, you're probably looking at another eight and four type season. So yeah, big opportunity for Tennessee. Even if they lose, it's not the end of the world, but like it's a missed opportunity if they don't come through. Yep. So that's at three 30, uh, with our friends, uh, Brad and Gary on CBS. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am a member of the Gary Danielson fan club. Unlike many of, unlike, uh, some other people we know who don't like Gary. I don't. But um, anyway, they'll be on CBS. The other top clash is at night, 7 o'clock Eastern, Arkansas and Texas A&M in the Rattlesnake Classic. That's right, a.k.a. the Southwest Classic. A.k.a. should be named the Rattlesnake Classic. That's right. We're spicing things up. Uh, in Dallas at Jerry World, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I thought it was in Arlington. That's what... I mean, is that the same thing? Potato, okay. potato. I don't, I don't understand Texas but you know, geography. Texas, geography. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, all games that have been played uh, at uh, the Cowboy Stadium uh, have been within 11 points. Okay. Including three that have gone to overtime. So you know it's going to be a fun one. Texas A&M is a two-point favorite, even though they are ranked 13 spots under Arkansas. Nobody knows what's happening. I can tell you this. Arkansas cannot defend the pass. They have the worst pass defense in all of college football, but there's good news. You're playing Texas A&M, who has not seen a forward pass in some time. That so is true. it should be uh, a, a good contest for that. All right. That's weird. Why are they favored? I don't know. We should call I feel Vegas. Like that's fishy. We need a we need a guy in Vegas. We do need a we guy. Need a, we need what a would source. his name be? Uh um Art. Art? Yeah. I don't okay. know. I was going with something a little with a little more flair. Yeah, well, but I, mean, I was it's going Vegas, with like Colombo, like... and that just uh, didn't fly. Yeah, no. So I don't art. know. We're gonna settle for Art. Okay, Art, our friend Art. Um, I've never met anybody named Art I haven't before either. in my life. I've but taken. You know, I've, I've never been to Vegas. I've, so. take, I've taken Art, but I've never met Art. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I'm just. I'm all about facts here. That's all I'm doing. So that game's at seven. That'll be a good night game. That'll be a good, I'm laying on the couch and have that game on in the background. My kids are asleep, mm-hmm. enjoying life. But you could watch that, or you could switch it over to ESPN2 and watch the Kentucky Wildcats play Northern Illinois on ESPN2, national audience. Did you know that UK is ranked eight in the top Kentucky ten? Kentucky is ranked eighth. I didn't is, know that. Well, welcome to reality. It's nice to see you. That Kentucky is ranked eighth in this fair United States of America. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's it's what it is. Is that as high as they've been in a really long time? Yeah, it's maybe the highest we've ever been. I think we were ranked seventh for a moment in 2007, that glorious year of college football. But, yeah, ranked you, eighth. Do you feel like it's just all going to come crashing down at any moment? How dare you? How dare you? Okay, uh, note for the audio. That was Brittany. Trying her luck, and I don't think that was the correct moment to play the the fight song. It was like a in your face thing, and it wasn't luck because I don't touch that machine, and I know where all the buttons are. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, I pushed that button there, and it said that. So anyway, um, yeah, Northern Illinois. Don't know if they're gonna have their quarterback. What did you have anything more on A and M in Arkansas? We kind of no, I don't. Do you have nothing else? No, I have nothing else. Wow. Um, I literally just wrote Arlington. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I think it's in Arlington. Arlington. A great song by Trace Adkins. 
I don't know that one. You don't know it? No, I don't. He's singing about the National Cemetery. Okay. You know how, I mean, you know that song without hearing it. Sure. Like, I mean, you just know it. So okay. anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, Arkansas, Texas a and We'll see. Should be a good one, always. Uh, Arkansas, if they lose, it's a shame for them. Uh, if A&M loses, uh, it's <laughs> nuclear meltdown. By the way, did you see the story out of Utah this week? Yes, I did. A 21-year-old student was arrested for making a threat that if Utah lost to San Diego State, that she would detonate the nuclear reactor on campus. Yeah, that's so intense. Yeah, so there's two things that come to my mind there. First of all, don't make stupid comments, even if you're joking. The second, what is the University of Utah doing with a nuclear reactor? Yeah, and how does she know how to get to no, it? No, no, no. Well, don't distract the main question here. What is the University of Utah doing with a nuclear reactor? You know, I I would say if there was a sketchiest state, I would say it's Utah. You would say Utah? I a would sketchy say state? Not maybe sketchy. It's like sketchy as in mysterious, as in like they could have nuclear detonators in there. Well, they, they, have, a rea- have, they have a reactor, apparently. Reactor or whatever. Um, don't in that where like Area Fifty One is? No, that's New Mexico. Close. Wait, no. I think it's in Vegas, in Nevada. Roswell is like the it's alien New Mexico. place. So I think Area Fifty One's in Nevada. I don't know. It's not Utah. I know oh, that. So or close. is it? Right. Or is it? Right. No, sketchy estate by far is New Jersey. No, I think New Jersey is not sketchy. I think it's very open with its kind of scuzzy nature. No Scuzzy, offense. huh? Yeah. So if we were doing a scuzzy power rankings of states, right. New Jersey's one. What's right. two? Um, I, I don't know. It, but New Jersey's one. New Jersey is that far on the way, yes. number one? Maybe just like Panama City. I think like Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Scuzzy. I don't know, even know what scuzzy means. But Utah, I just feel like there's some mysteries there. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Like if there's a cult, I feel like it might be in Utah. A cult? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know about Utah. I don't know about Utah. We should have some good Utah facts. You know, if only an SEC team were playing Utah this year, we could have learned a little bit about it. So, anyway, um, yeah, we got the, the rattlesnakes there. They're playing back to northern Illinois, Kentucky, again, on the deuce at 7 o'clock Eastern. Um, I don't like that. You don't like what? The deuce. That's what they call it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't like. Have it. You never heard of that before? Obviously ESPN not. ESPN two, the Deuce. Obviously not. What is you that? What is that, that? What does that remind you of then? Why don't you like it? I don't know. I've never liked that word, the Deuce. You don't like the word Deuce? No, I don't like the word Deuce. It's kind of a funny word. You think about it, <laughs> right? Deuce. <laughs> so on ESPN Dose, uh, Northern Illinois, Kentucky. Is that better for yes. you? Uh, it, this is the fact that it's on ESPN two again. Crazy for a Kentucky fan. Uh, Northern Illinois quarterback, Rocky Lombardi. What a great name, by the That's way. Name. Uh, he may not be playing. So it, it that would be tough for Northern Illinois. Uh, did you know that the Huskies of Northern Illinois are making their 40th all-time appearance on ESPN2 and are 25-14 and 14 in games broadcast on that network? Nice. So uh, Good for them. I think they uh, the ESPN2, do you know about Maction? Say that again? Maction, you know, the Mac, right? The circumference. Yes. And the word action, which means something's going on. Yes. And they combine it to make it Maction. Sure. And so in like October, November every year, the Mac has games on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. And they're always on ESPN, ESPN2. And people get really excited for some late night Maction. 
I don't like that. Tuesday. You don't like. Is don't there anything like you do like? Honestly, <laughs> right like, now, can we no. make a list of things? Yeah, I'm that just... you like because it's a very short list. Uh, so Northern Illinois, Kentucky. We'll see. Kentucky's a twenty-seven point favorite, which I find outrageous, uh, given how Kentucky usually plays against opponents like these. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, but oh, come on now. You could have done that or uh, the rattlesnakes. But we all know the best game is on the SEC network as the Vanderbilt Commodores continue their inevitable march toward the SEC championship in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. Yeah, they haven't been there since 2011. Really? Yeah. Well, welcome back. I know. Sure, Bama uh, just loves to see Vanderbilt on the schedule. I mean, it's like they're losing to any other teams from the East mm-hmm. uh, besides Georgia. Uh, but anyway, um, have a new quarterback for Vanderbilt. A.J. Swan uh, is their new quarterback. Mike Wright was really good, and then he wasn't good against Wake, and they were like, screw it, we're going with this young guy. And he was awesome last week against Northern Illinois. Yeah. Vandy scored 24 straight points to beat the Huskies on the road, and Vanderbilt is 3-1. and one. Praise the Lord. I know. Sadly, they won't continue that this week, but it is an SEC matchup. I don't know what else to say about this. No, you this. didn't. I think you expected me to intercede on that one. No, and I just... really just I, – I was just trying to pull something. I really don't have any comment about this game much, except for I like the way I, – I, it's kind of – I like the way Vandy's been going. It's kind of sad that they have, like, this, like, Bama, Ole Miss, Georgia – like it's line a, it's up. a it's tough hard stretch it's a tough when stretch. they're on a high but you know what the three and one and they've looked a lo- very competent this year as opposed to last year so clark lee getting it done you know there's not much about this game but i thought about aj swan this new starter and i was like let's learn a little bit about swans okay uh and i think first of all that in my bird power rankings of death mm-hmm. swans rank number one Okay. I think they're the most vicious bird in the world. Over ostriches? Yes. Ostriches are number two okay. on the list. Uh, number three would be geese because mm-hmm. they poop everywhere, especially on the golf course. Uh, but that's my bird power rankings of death uh, is uh, swans first. Do you know, how fast do you think a swan can fly? Can fly? Yeah. Listen, I don't know how to measure Okay, I just, I don't flight. care. I don't care. I, I just okay. want to number. Like, how, how fast do you think? Like a real fast. I don't. I mean, just oh, like miles like per hour. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Okay. Is for a unit, like flaps per minute. I don't know how you measure <laughs> the, old, the old FPMs. Uh, flaps know. per minute. Gosh. Um. Fifteen miles per hour. <laughs> Fifteen miles per hour. Sixty miles per hour. That's impressive. A swan can You're welcome in. for lowballing to okay. make your fact more impressive <laughs> as you laugh yes. at me. Gosh, like I don't know. How uh, swans actually have the ability to remember who have been kind to them and who has not. Is that that's why they're ca- number one? kind of terrifying, that is honestly, terrifying. if you ask me. And then before European explorers had reached Australia, it was believed that all swans were white. But a Dutch mariner was the first to be amazed at the sight of Australia's black swans on sh- the uh, Shark Bay in 1636. Okay. So, fun fact. And then in 2001 in Ireland, a woman was feeding a swan, and after she was done, she turned around, and the swan attacked her, breaking her wrist and hurting her car. And she ended up suing the city in which this happened for $30,000, and she lost. Yeah, the city doesn't own that swan. And that was the point, right? And the judge said it may well be that Mrs. Ryan had the bag, 
and the swan, like Oliver Twist, had come back looking for more and beat her to the ground. <laughs> Jeez. That judge, he was that like, judge why is feeling am I here? himself. Well, he no, was probably he's... like, I had to sit through so much swan talk. <laughs> he's like, let me no. let me spice this up a right. little bit. Uh, so he brought in his literary talent. But anyway, uh, yeah, Vanderbilt, Alabama. Good luck to all that watched that game. Also tomorrow night, LSU back in action after their big win last week against Mississippi State. They are taking on uh, the Lobos of New Mexico. And it actually is a very exciting week for Kayshawn Booty. Booty. Uh, no, it's Booty. It's Booty? It is Booty. Oh. Do you I've... not like that? Is that like Deuce? Are you going to X his name? No, it's his name. I'm not yeah. going to say that. Did but you... I feel like if we're going Cajun, it should be Booty. Well, you know what? Maybe he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. It breaks the expectations. Anyway, there's a uh, former Ole Miss running back who is now a commentator. His name is Deuce McAllister. What are you going to say to him? It's his name. Yeah. He can have a name. I'm not heartless over here. Okay. It's ESPN's, like, thinking they're clever that I'm going to be heartless about. Okay. With sure. the deuce. Sure. So, Boote, Boot, Booty. That's it. Is is out because on Thursday, he had a son. A son was born. <laughs> he had a son. <laughs> it's like we're breaking into the story of Advent here. <laughs> <laughs> Behold. Uh, Which yeah, is very exciting. It is very cool. And, and uh, he picked a good week because they're, nice, to, to, they're playing New Mexico, who's not that great. Yeah, well, and it was it was nice for Brian Kelly, who seems to have no personality, uh, to, to grant him that, uh, that week off. Uh, I'm not going to say watch this game but or watch for a possible upset, but New Mexico is a pretty stout defense, right? Top 20 nationally. Um, Opponents have converted only 18% of their third downs. And last week, over in a win over UTEP, they forced seven turnovers, which was the first time they'd done that since November 22nd, 1986, All right. when they picked off five passes and recovered two fumbles in a 20-13 win over Memphis. All right. So that is very exciting, uh, exciting news for New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's at night, too, you said? 7.30. All right. And the last game at night, tomorrow night, is Charlotte at South Carolina, and I have officially nothing for that game because I don't think there's anything that can make me care about that game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. There's not very... much. Do you know, I mean, I just, do you know what the mascot is for Charlotte? It's the 49ers. Do you know why? It's the 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 gold rush, the 49er gold rush. Why would someone in Charlotte care about the gold rush in California? I don't know. Tell me. Because I got really mad about this. Okay. <laughs> Okay. This is my go-to emotion right now. Okay, bring it. Because I was like, this is dumb. So I looked it up. And it's actually because they started as Charlotte Center in 1946. And then a woman that I can't remember her name of, like, they it started in 1946 for um, post-war soldiers to get their education. Okay. And in... Uh, this woman championed this it, to continue into a college, and in nineteen in nineteen forty nine, they became an official college. Okay. So that's why they're so called that's the why 49ers. they're called forty nine ers. So it's nineteen forty nine, not eighteen forty nine. Yeah, I feel cheated a little bit. There. I know, right? So if they didn't adopt this mascot of or of being the forty ers until nineteen sixty one. Before that, they were the owls because Ooh. most of their of their classes 
were taken at night. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I know. I do like that. I know. Isn't that interesting? But then, like, they started growing and, you know, they being like, a we legit. Can't, we, can't be, we can't do that again. we got to be the 49ers. They took a, a turn for the worse there, I think. Yeah, that's I disappointing. feel like that's kind of lazy. I don't know. Uh, speaking of turn for the worst, South Carolina, uh, one and two. I mean, it's not a shocking start. They've lost to two top ten teams, so like, let's not you know put them in the ground yet. Big game tomorrow night, though. But my lock of the week is South Carolina twenty two and a half will not cover that mark. Oh wow! So I got Charlotte uh, getting it done there and not losing by more than twenty two. Uh, I I really think uh, South Carolina is still kind of in third gear or whatever gear is like less so So. okay okay anyway uh so that's the night games and the night slate let's go the day uh the daytime uh we also had another game we talked about tennessee florida also happening at four o'clock uh old miss's amazingly difficult schedule continues to start the season as they welcome in tulsa that's right uh, the golden hurricane uh as old miss looks to go to four and oh uh, Ole Miss 21.5 or 21-point favorite, I should say. The last time they played these two teams was in 1964 at the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Uh, and Tulsa has the best passing offense in the country. Okay. So look out, yeah. Ole Miss. So we'll see how that goes. So this could be a good game. Probably not. Okay. But it will be uh, yeah, a good test, I would say, relatively speaking, for Ole Miss's secondary uh, before Kentucky comes to town next week. That's right. Um, I feel like there's just been a lot of me getting angry. But, again, why are they called the Golden Hurricanes? Hurricanes aren't in Tulsa. That is true. So, again, I'm a little annoyed by this. So, I went and looked it up. I think there was a – was there a Native American thing going on for a while with Tulsa? No. Uh, No. No, there wasn't? Okay. No. Um, they were called the Yellow Jackets because they wore golden uniforms okay. in the twenties. Okay. Um, and then they just threw around a bunch of random names, and then one of their coaches said that they were roaring through opponents, and they considered the name Golden Tornadoes. Oh, I like that. Right, that would have been good. Tornadoes, yeah. Tulsa. Yeah. Right. Or just the tornadoes. However, you uh, know who ruined this? Who? Who? You'll did never it? guess. Who did? Bill Clinton. <laughs> In 1917. <laughs> so, so not Bill Clinton. Not Bill Clinton. Woodrow Wilson. It was learned. Henry Ford. That Georgia Tech had already oh, chosen Ge- that tag as the Golden Hurricane, at uh, Golden Tornadoes. But they were the Yellow Jackets. What happened? I think they were the Yellow Jackets, but they also called themselves the Golden Tornado. Oh. You know, okay. like the Crimson sure. Tide, whatever. Sure. And which obviously they don't use anymore, but then it they are just like, oh, okay, we'll just uh, pick a hurricane. Uh huh. So now they're the Golden Hurricanes. I mean, like Georgia Tech, as we all know, is like the so the, Georgia Tech trendsetters in pop culture caused Tulsa to have a meteorol meteorological. You got it. Landed it like <laughs> a champ on that one. Didn't incorrect you? Uh, mascot name. Yeah. So. Well, still mad about that one. I really would like to go to Tulsa. I feel like Tulsa. What's in Tulsa? Well, they it was the the home of uh, Black Wall Street, uh, which there's the massacre that happened uh, in like 1921, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got uh, historical importance. It's the home of a 
pretty significant golf course, which the PGA Championship was played on this past year, Southern Hills. Mm. And there's a giant statue of, like, a oil driller or something. Do you know about that guy? He's no. like the golden driller. I don't know. I was looking up research about them, and then I got bored. And so I, I stopped looking into that. So oh, the golden driller That's statue. the one, yeah. yeah. You know it if you see it. Sure. Yeah. He's, sure. A, he's a large man. Uh, Piper's about to have a, a conniption over here. Like, I know. Listen, you have to chill out. We're not doing that. Piper, we have to talk about Bowling Green at Mississippi State and Mike Leach's musings for the week. Are you ready? I'm ready. The question was, with the struggles kicking extra points, have you considered going for two? Leach says, yes, I have, and I've considered kicking some of them myself. Nice. And, and that is all I have. He didn't really give us a lot to work with. I think it was a little ticked off after the loss at LSU. Mm-hmm. But they got Bowling Green tomorrow uh, so or, or this week. So I think um, hopefully he'll be back on his game uh, for next week. Mississippi State a 31-point favorite over the Falcons of Bowling Green. Yeah, and their coach is not traveling for this game. Who, Bowling Green? Mm-hmm. Why not? For some personal health issues. Wait, is that Jim McElwain? No. No, he's at Central Michigan. It's uh, Leffler, L-E-O-F-F-L-E-R, Leffler, I think. Isn't that the former senator from Georgia, <laughs> Kelly Leffler? <laughs> Maybe it is. No, it's something what like that. What a plot twist. <laughs> Kelly. It's a man. Uh, but he said he'll be back next week, so hopefully it's nothing serious. But okay. he, it's So I don't know if that, that changes anything. But. We also have uh, – <laughs> Uh, speaking of, uh, well, I almost said speaking of ritual sacrifice, and I don't know we weren't speaking of that, but speaking of ritual sacrifice, now that I brought it up, Kent State goes into Athens to play the Georgia Bulldogs. That's right, at noon. Um, and Kent State is one of those teams that I feel like pops up a lot more often in playing these uh SEC schools. Well, they played Oklahoma. I think they played Washington. They really had a murderer's row. Yeah. They're getting that bread, basically. That's that slang for getting paid or getting money. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of that. Okay. So. Yeah. Too bad. How do I verbalize, like, shooting daggers at you with my eyes? Um, oh, dang it. <laughs> okay. We could do that, too. I could say <laughs> some things. Um, but... Yeah, I think they so they play a lot of D they're D one, but you know whatever are, it is, yeah. um, and they they have not won one of them. Oh really? Yeah. Still waiting. Yeah. Uh, Kent State, you know, you, you like these like mid major type schools. Kent State went on a run in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's been a long time ago, but you always remember the names of those schools, and you also remember the names of these schools that are named are. St- something state but there's no state that with their name so i'm mm-hmm. like what are you playing at like what are you trying to prove uh their coach sean lewis said georgia has the greatest collection of talent that has ever been assembled oh wow so your thoughts on that um i feel like that's like an avengers quote like <laughs> you know it's like are they the so avengers? okay so with that said uh stetson bennett who is he in the Avengers. Um, who came up from, like, lowliness? I don't oh, know enough about. this is going to be really tough. We're not going to do this. Because <laughs> if you're starting with, like, who came up out of lowliness. Because it's probably Captain a, America. Is, is where you, uh, No, we're not okay. doing this. I don't um, know enough about the Avengers. Did you know that Kent State offered Stetson Bennett a scholarship when he was in junior college? Oh, nice. How about that? That could have been. Uh, he could have been Kent State's quarterback for this game. And Georgia would have JT Daniels. And would, then, would he? 
Georgia would have been that much better. He played last night. He did. West Virginia, they got the win. And Georgia is stuck with Stetson Bennett the 17th. So, So, okay, my last mascot fact. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what Kent State is? It's the the golden flash. Right. So, again, what is that? It sounds like a cereal. It does. Or a superhero. Or somebody who really needed to go pee. Right. So, I'm going to list off four... Um, mascots that a golden flash could be. Okay. And you tell me what there's, there's that, what that means, what golden flash means. Okay. okay. Um, golden retriever. Okay. A caveman. Okay. Like a cowboy and horse type figure. Okay. Um, or, a, or an eagle. Okay. So what do you think it is? I say all four. You are correct. Yes. They have been all four of those things at one time, all while being the Golden Flashes. Okay. Which one do you think is the best? The Golden Retriever. You think so? Yes. That's okay. how they originally got it is because they they had a Golden Retriever named Flasher. Hmm. I bet that tested well. So, <laughs> but then he had to retire in the 50s because he got bone disease. I'm really glad this one's coming out on Friday night. Because <laughs> we like, totally lost man, you... people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just really dove right into that word. I was like, wow, we're there. Oh, disease, okay. <laughs> Anyways, oh, my gosh. Right now they are represented by a large golden eagle. Okay. Maybe a, a, a you missed. I I did my research on Kent State's mascot as well, actually. Oh yeah. And I found there was one that you didn't uh, you didn't include a character from a comic strip. Oh yeah, I forgot to uh, add him. The comic there. strip was called oh, Gr- yeah. Grog, and oh. I have a picture of him right here. Let Do you want to see? see? Is this the see? caveman? I don't know if that's a caveman. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. So um, you don't do a very good job of acting like you didn't know which one it was that I was listing up here. Okay, I'm sorry. I do a good job when I already know your fact. Okay. You need to work on that. It's I didn't know show, you kn- some I didn't, notes for you. I didn't know you knew any of my facts. I know, because I'm really good at acting. Okay. All right. Well, if you say so. All right. So, uh, yeah, Kent State, Georgia. One last game, and... God bless whoever loses this game. Missouri at Auburn. Get excited. Yeah. This one's at noon. I think this is going to be a crazy game. That's my lock of the week. Is that this is Again, how do you? (laughs) (laughs) You really don't get how this works. This is going to be a crazy game. That's like saying at this point, Missouri and Auburn, there will be a football game played. A team will throw the ball. Listen, I the forgot, sun will shine. I forgot about the lock of the week until you said yours. And so we could have made it up on the fly, which I, you clearly did. I clearly did, did just job. now when we were talking about this okay, last game. Okay, so, so give me something more specific than crazy game. Um, like what will happen in this game that's crazy? There will be. This is going to be entertaining. <laughs> there will be um, a very controversial play. You're, you're so bad at this. It's so bad at you're this. You're so bad. Um, there will be uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what makes something crazy. I'm trying to think. Keep talking about this game. It'll come to me. So uh, it's homecoming weekend at Auburn. Oh, that's so nice. I thought I would introduce the top five ho- uh, Miss Homecoming candidates. 
At Auburn? At Auburn. Okay. Uh, so uh, they're all seniors. Okay. Uh, of course. And we have, let me just give a little uh, blurb about each of them. And then after we do this, I want to hear your lock of the week. Okay. Sound good? Can my lock of the week be who wins homecoming? Yes, I love it. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I love this so much. Okay, so you have Kai Jones. Okay. Okay, Miss Jones's campaign is centered around the slogan, Soar High with Kai. No. Next. <laughs> I mean, if War Eagle flying, it's clever, right? No, next. Let me give you some more. Which, but it's even better because it's an acronym, SOAR, which in which SOAR stands for Support, Outreach, Action, and Retention. The campaign is geared towards support and mentorship for underrepresented communities on campus. Is this like Miss America? Like you have to have a platform. Apparently to win so. Homecoming Listen, you don't mess around at Auburn. Jeez. Like you could be Miss okay. Homecoming at Auburn. Okay, so that's Kai Jones. Okay. Uh, Grace McNary. Mm-hmm. Okay, Grace is uh, Miss McNary is a proud part of the Army ROTC on campus, mm-hmm. which is celebrating 150 years at Auburn this year. Okay, uh, McNary's campaign is centered around the slogan "Make It with McNary," mm-hmm. uh, and places a heavy emphasis on supporting student veterans and students who have military connections, and making them feel welcome and at home at Auburn. Okay. Okay, uh, Emmy Beeson. Uh, her campaign is focused on student connectivity and looks to help foster freshman connections early and help people get connected to campus when they arrive. No. What? What's wrong with that? It's vague and That was lame. literally your job for a year. I know. I shouldn't have been <laughs> homecoming queen based on my job. Well, that's true. Sue Ellen Broussard wants the Auburn community to step up with Sue. Nope. And focuses on the amplification of underrepresented students. You really, like... In the underrepresentation, like you're always like cutting them short early, uh, their group's voices while un- also encouraging all students to further their growth in diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Okay, so she just put a bunch of like, keywords, like because I I still don't know what that means. And Jenna Codner's campaign slogan is "Jump in with Jenna." What is and this? Her plat- what is going on in Auburn? And her platform is about jumping into the Auburn family and jumping into wellness. The campaign is heavily focusing uh, focused on combating mental struggles such as anxiety and depression, something that Codner herself struggles with as well. Okay. So who are you going with? I am going to go with, okay, I really want to win this. I need to win. Um, what was the third one? The third one was uh, Emmy Beeson, who was the one you dumped on because it was with freshman connectivity. Yeah, I don't, not that one. And that's the fourth one. Uh, Sue Ellen Broussard, who wanted you to step up with Sue. That was the, she's too vague. I really like Grace McNary. Grace McNary. Yeah. Proud part of, uh, the Army ROTC. And she's making it with McNary and helping student veterans and students who have military connections. You know what? I'm going with Kai. You're going with Kai. You're going to soar high with Kai. I'm going to soar high with Kai. You're going to soar high with Kai. Yep. Okay. She right. seems to have her stuff together. So I have a picture. Okay. And you picked Kai Jones right there. All right. So we're going to feel good about it. We're going to soar high with Kai. So my guess, my call is it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be Sue Ellen. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm feeling Sue Ellen's going to win it. She's going to step up with Sue. All right. Now that's not my lock of the week, but I want to hear what your lock of the week is. That is my lock of the week. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Your lock of the week is that Kai Jones. We'll be homecoming. And we will report back. We will. We will. I'm going to be very interested in that in the middle of the day tomorrow, about 2 o'clock. I'm going to be, like, finding all my Auburn student government Twitter 
candles and trying to figure out uh, who won that. So uh, that's it. Wow, what a week, right? I know. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Uh, but we learned more about dumb mascots in the mid-middle of America. Yeah, we, we learned a lot about that. So you're that. welcome for that, folks. That's for sure. It's betting with Brittany time. I know. So you are on a run of mediocre results here, going one and two pretty consistently. So which three games do you want to bet on this week? Well, let's let's just do the Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas, A&M, and LSU, New Mexico. Okay, so Tennessee, Florida, that is Tennessee, ten and a half. Uh, Florida. So Florida's going to keep it tight in yes. Knoxville. All right. Uh, so Arkansas, A&M, close line, A&M, minus two. Arkansas. Going to Arkansas. Do you think A&M wins? No. Okay. And then New Mexico, LSU. Uh, the Kayshawn Booty is a father game. Um, 31 and a half points. Uh, LSU. LSU. So take that New Mexico. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to win. I need, I need a win. Okay. Yeah. You put it all on something. I need a win. You put it all on Kai Jones. Yes. So we're going to soar high with Kai. We're going to soar high with Kai folks. Any Auburn student listeners, if it's not too late, you have one day (laughs) for Kai Jones. (laughs) You have one day. Um, I don't even think you have a day. <laughs> no. Probably by the you time have 12 you 12 hours. No, if you listen to this, we'll get this up pretty quickly. So it will be it'll be good. Wow, what a night. Uh so Friday nights, you know, the only thing that would make this better is having a, a game on behind us, which tonight's game on uh, is uh, Syracuse Virginia, mm. which <laughs> there's a lot of orange happening yeah, in that game. So uh there we go. All right. So should be a good weekend. We'll be back at the early part of next week. Or maybe not. Who knows? Probably won't be We're starting to slack. Starting to slack. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm yeah. Ben. I'm Brittany. And it's been you, me, and the SEC. Bye.